before we get to the podcast, I just wanted to say um, we're in the pro- this podcast is in the process of moving over to the Nerdist Network. Because of that, some of the backlog, actually most of the backlog of episodes, is not available on iTunes right now. We're trying to fix that. Uh, if you want to listen to past episodes and it's not fixed yet, you can go to uh, soundcloud.com slash it's that episode and all of the backlog of episodes are there. There's the one where I had uh, Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. There's the one where I had Hulk Hogan's son, Jeremiah. There's the one where I had uh, the guy who was in the suit in the two shots of Alf where he's full bodied. Uh, none of those are real guests, but there are old ones that have the actual real guests. But you can do that at uh, soundcloud.com slash it's that episode. And uh, hopefully we'll have the full backlog back up on uh, iTunes soon. So uh, thanks for listening. And let's, uh, eh, let's start the theme song. It's that episode, not that episode, not that it's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over to my apartment. We watch any TV show we choose, they choose. We watch it. We talk about it. We talk about a bunch of other crap. Today, my guest is my wife, Meryl Rowan. Hi. Meryl is a creative director. She's an illustrator. She's um, my wife. Yeah, and technically, um, you invite people over to our apartment because we live together as a married couple. Uh oh. <laughs> but we're not in our apartment. We're not in our apartment. So we are. Don't break into it. Uh, yeah, we're not home while you're listening to this. Do not break into our apartment. We've got a lot of chandeliers and rabid dogs. And rabid dogs who are securing those chandeliers. Um, yeah, we're in Atlanta right now. It's raining outside. Um, rainy old Atlanta Sunday. Rainy old Atlanta Sunday. And um, Meryl, you have appeared on this podcast as an interrupter of other episodes. As the voice of God interrupting episodes. Yeah, you've stepped in while we've been... And once, actually, in fact, you were got upset while we were recording an episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, but it was it during? Like, no, it was afterwards. Yeah. I, I recorded an episode with a guest at our old apartment. And our old apartment, the layout wasn't great because there were not a lot of, there weren't any yeah, doors. it was um, kind of, I, I wouldn't say it was loft-like, but it, in the sense that it was open and didn't have any, any doors. So our bedroom was separated by a curtain. And afterwards, Meryl said that while we were doing the podcast, she felt like a prisoner in her own home. <laughs> 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 yep any comments on that uh well we laughed about it afterward i think i laughed about it immediately afterward in fairness to me when i started making fun of you that you said that <laughs> um so why don't you tell me what you decide to watch today sure um so i picked uh grim grim tales mm-hmm. um with uh, I, I just got really confused because we just went to um, the Atlanta Aquarium and we just watched a show called uh, Dolphin Tales. Dolphin so I was Tales. very confused when I just said the, the which. Word, by the way, if we're going to go to that, there's a lot of singing. A lot of singing. We'll get back to that. Um, Will so, we? <laughs> yeah. I'm the host, I'm not you. <laughs> I'm taking over your your show. Okay. Um. So I picked Grim Tales with Rick Mayall, Mayall, um, because it was a very strange show i saw as a child and i had a big crush on rick mayall ever since i saw um drop dead fred he was fred he was the titular character 
Fred from Drop Dead Fred. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, I just remember it being a really weird show where he um, was kind of the, the host of this um, grim, like he. It would just be this like storytelling sh- Grimm's Tales show. It was this storytelling. <laughs> it was a story. <laughs> I'm drunk. You're not drunk. Uh, You're drinking chamomile tea. Chamomile tea. (laughs) So it was a a show where an anthology show where he'd introduce um, Grimm's fairy tales, and I think they were animated versions or something. You know what? I don't remember. It's weird because I I think that I've as a child I saw a lot of uh, storytelling programs as kids often do, and I don't remember if it was animated or live action, but I remember. His part was he would just kind of sit in this really weird chair that had like animal legs and he would wear yeah. like pajamas and I don't know. And he was just kind of this overgrown child hosting the show. And Rick Mail, he was uh, I did a little research. He's a British comedian that uh, that uh, it was sort of big in the 80s and he's done a million things. He's been in a million things. He was in this British show called The Young Ones, which I've never seen, but which people say is like a very important uh british comedy on the bbc has a good theme song what's the theme song um it's a theme song that's not real <laughs> that's not real no it's a good theme song but i couldn't sing know. it for the life of me but um yeah i never really got into that show i never saw it that show a good theme song but um but rick mail you'd recognize yeah as drop dead fred and you had a you had a you had a crush on him why did you so you loved drop dead fred that movie yeah i feel like you just got really frustrated with me no i didn't <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh, really liked Drop Dead Fred. I think that, um, I don't know. He just, uh, made a lot of fart jokes and snot jokes and which makes a lot of sense why we're together. Uh-huh. Um, mostly, I have mostly fart jokes, but then I have yeah. allergies. So there's been a lot of snot. There recently. has been a lot of snot. But you're very accommodating with that. Oh, thank you. Um, I carry a lot of tissues. I'm very mm-hmm. accepting. Um, yeah, I, I liked him a lot because of that. And he was kind of kooky and cute. And um, he was like a sensitive guy, but had a sense of humor. And that's sort of a dark movie, too. I mean, I remember seeing, even if I, I feel like I saw it when I was a kid, but even the commercials were really memorable. It was a real, it was about an imaginary friend Uh and this girl who was paid by Phoebe Cates. Yeah. And she's at this point in her life, like it starts and she's, um, you know, she kind of has this shitty marriage and, you know, this guy is totally like taking advantage of her and clearly cheating on her and, um. You know, she's kind of like uh, a pushover, and uh, and yeah. also wasn't her mother abusive or something yeah, like her that? Her mom is like totally verbally abusive, and uh, you know, tries to make her into something she's not. And then her her imaginary friend from childhood revisits, right, her. right, and everyone thinks it's just manifesting itself because um, she's having like a mental yeah, breakdown, which is kind of it's, it's kind a cool of idea. It's, it's a, a cool idea, yeah. Um, there's a really weird animated sequence in the end, which is kind of like Tim Burtonish, but oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also the episode that you cho- we chose of this one, Grim Tales, hosted by Rick Mile, is called Rumpelstiltskin, and it's the story of Rumpelstiltskin. And you are notably, you're cringing right now, even as I say the name Rumpelstiltskin, because even from when we first met each other, you the moment we the moment we met, the first thing you said was how creeped out you are by Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, you, which is an exaggeration. That's not. What but I you mean. would you would hate even if I would say the name. Yeah, I don't know how that ever came up, but yeah, I don't like. It's not a good name. I mean, it's supposed to evoke disgusting feelings when you say it, right? 
Oh yeah, because he's a creepy. He's a creepy, creepy guy. Little guy. But do you think that has anything to? Did you do you remember seeing this episode, the Rumpelstiltskin uh, Grim Tale? Grim- I feel like this is going to be really enlightening because maybe it'll reveal why I'm so turned off by that word. And do you remember watching this? So this was a British show, but we think it was on. We can't find too much of a bridge, but we think it was on PBS, and that's how you saw it. I'm maybe? pretty sure. I just remember um, my grandma used to make me all these like VHS tapes with um, like. I don't know, just all these, like, whatever was on, you know? She would just tape, uh, like, Charlie Brown and Friends. I think that was a show. I don't think that's a show. I think it was a show. I'm going to IMDb it okay. right now, because okay. I, I I never watched like that show. like Snoopy and Friends or Charlie th- Brown. I know there was a Garfield and Friends, but you're saying there was a... I think, they, you know what it is? I think I'm, like, mishmashing them together. I think it was, like, there was a, some sort of Charlie Brown, Snoopy show, and then right after it was Garfield and Friends, and they were kind I don't of remember. together. I don't remember a Snoopy TV show, but um, Snoopy and Friends on Pinterest, Snoopy, Wikipedia. I'm going to write Snoopy TV show, question mark. But I don't think this exists. I think this is your warped childhood and, <laughs> and your, your the Charlie Brown and Snoopy show. Yeah. This was... I can't believe you didn't believe me. The original 1983, this was very... This was a long time ago. This went from 1983 to 1986. So yeah. the fact that you... So your grandma taped those. Yeah. So I think I would watch them, um, and I'm pretty sure that she taped it for me. She taped this uh, really weird PBS show that we're about to watch. Um, and I don't think it was on for long. I think that it must have been originally on... You know, the BBC or something. Yeah, I think right? this it was on for two years, from 1989 yeah. to 1991. Yeah. And uh, and you happened to watch it. And did you re- – when, now, when Drop Dead Fred came out, did you remember him from the show? Did you make that connection? Yeah, I think um, – well, you know what? It's weird. I don't know. The timeline's kind of messy in my head. But I think that I saw Drop Dead Fred first, and then I think I saw this afterward, if that's possible. So you're crushing big time. Crushing big time. Crushing BT. CBT. Cool butts together. Cool butts together. So we're going to watch the Rumpelstiltskin episode of Grim Tales, which we found on YouTube. It's only 10 minutes long. So uh, if you're listening and you're like, well, I guess you'll have to see how we feel about this. But if you want to watch it, it's just right there for your, your picking if you want. Any um, any things that you remember that you're going to be looking out for while we watch this? Or is there any things that I should know as your husband before we watch this? Wow. Um, Deep I'm... Dark Secrets? <laughs> I... Uh... One, I'm very curious about the chair that he's sitting in. I, I remember that um, fairly well. Just like it was a very strange looking chair. That's the most boring thing that you could be excited about. I, yeah, I'm excited I, for a chair. Meryl, <laughs> come on. <laughs> and yeah, I'm excited to. I'm curious how like um, obnoxious he is now. You know, like I remember like loving him as a kid, but I'm right. curious if I'm going to have a very low tolerance for well, him, his for him. His personality in Drop Dead Friend of This is, or I, don't, I haven't seen this, but very loud and like uh, sort of annoying. Like his whole yeah. thing was in Drop Dead Friend was sort of like being annoying a little bit, yeah, right? A little over the top. A little over the top. Yeah. He hams it up. So let's see if you still love him. And I want to see if you're creeped out, how creeped out you get by Rumpelstiltskin. And if our marriage is going to survive the, watching this episode. Yeah. And recording this podcast. Yeah. How's it going so far? Uh, you know, like uh, I'm, I'm on the fence. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's check out Rumpelstiltskin from Grim Tales. On the third day, the Queen had sent her messenger even further and wider, looking for names. But now it was getting very late. 
Almost time for the little man to come for the last time, and still the messenger had not returned. <sighs> the queen sighed and watched the window. She worried, and her blood ran cold as she saw the sun begin to go down. But then, at last, the messenger came home. Did he have any names? <laughs> I'm not sure, he said. But as I searched, I came to a high mountain near the edge of a forest where foxes and hares say goodnight to each other. May I? And in this place, I saw a little house. By its front door, a fire was burning. And round this fire, a really ridiculous little man was dancing on one leg and shouting, Today I stew, and then I'll bake. Tomorrow I shall, the Queen's child take. Oh, how glad I am that nobody knows that my name is Rumpelstiltskin. Alrighty, we just checked out Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, the tongue roll. From Grim Tales. How did it... Do you remember? Did it bring back memories? Yeah, like more like visceral memories, just how I felt about it viscerally. Yeah, just real creepy, right? It's very creepy. Real weird. It doesn't even... I mean, it's kind of dark for a kid. Yeah, it's show. definitely dark, yeah. Yeah, um, I didn't remember little details about it, though. I must have seen it when Well, I you were right. The, it opened with him on a chair with, yeah. like, ostrich legs. It's, you see, like, the world spinning. And it sort of felt, like, a little bit, like, peewee. It's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. So, like, him running on this, like, weird ostrich. Like, this, like... Uh, Cozy armchair, like wing bat. Is that what it's called? Wing bat? Did I make that up? A wing bat chair? Is that a chair? I don't know. I've never uh, heard of that. That sounds anyway, totally whatever. made up. I think it's a chair. It could be. I've, I don't know like much. A cozy armchair. It's a like a cozy wing chair. bat. Wing bat. A cozy wing bat chair um, with ostrich legs. And it's like running. And he's like, wee, I'm on a crazy chair. And the show is actually, I guess, I don't know why I thought it was animation because on the. Maybe when I looked up on Wikipedia, but it was all him telling the story. The whole thing was him telling the story, him voicing every character, and then dressed as some of the characters. He was dressed as the the peasant man whose daughter spins the gold, and he was dressed as the king. But then Rumpelstiltskin and the daughter were both puppets. Like awful puppets, though. They're creepy. Like pale, not cute. Not cute puppets. Pale, not cute puppets. And not puppeteered very well. Um, not, well, that's. I'm an expert. Wow. You just threw down the gauntlet yeah. to all the puppeteers out there. The gauntlet. The gauntlet? Did I say the gauntlet weird? Yeah, you said gauntlet. You threw down the gauntlet. I meant gauntlet. I know. Jeez Louise. Oh, boy. Um, so. He yeah he tells the story sort of a classic story where you creeped out you were definitely cringing at some points with Rumpelstiltskin yeah well you know what I didn't remember him being like a weird he was this like green little alien man and yeah I, anytime I think of that story I don't think of that being uh, I think of the classic... I don't think of the character being like an alien. No, he looked he looked choice. like Gollum or something. But whereas, green, like but green, toxic colored green, like the Toxic Avenger green. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think of him as like uh, Caucasian, and I know that might be racist, but that's how I see Rumpelstiltskin. But with like a big nose, the, the hat, he looks sort of gesturishy with to be long that, limbs. It's like an anti-Semitic story, right? Is it? I haven't really read the Grimm's version of it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to look that up. If, I'm just throwing that out. Let there. me just see if that's a real thing. Okay. Um, but what is the what's the what do you think the lesson of Rumpelstiltskin is? Because the whole thing is that uh, the, this father now. says the daughter can spin. <laughs> Uh, what what into gold? Wheat into gold or uh, no? Um, hay, hay, hay into gold or I something. Said, I almost said wheat. Um, um and 
uh, straw, straw. straw into gold, and and she can't. So she asks this Rumpelstiltskin to help, but then he says, "I'll only do it if you give me your firstborn." The the king ends up marrying her because she he she makes him rich, obviously. And then when they have a baby, Rumpelstiltskin wants a baby. But then a messenger goes to hear Rumpelstiltskin. He says, you can only have the baby back if you guess my name. Right. And it, somebody... But he did a weird little dance before, and then she kind of found him out. But I got to tell you, Craig, I'm very impressed by the fact that you um, you're comprehend- you were able to comprehend that story. Well, Such it's co- a f- good comprehension abilities, because I don't really remember that story very well. And I couldn't pay attention to what was happening in this, because I was so distracted. It, it was just... Um, like kind of overwhelming all the stuff that was happening on it. I couldn't like pay attention to the actual story. Well, that's because listen, I'm, <laughs> this is my job. And by job, I mean, I do this for free because I love it, but I take it seriously. And I remember everything that's ever said ever. And you have a, a you have a rotting brain. <laughs> so you can't <laughs> it is remember. Rotting. Um, it said, I looked up Rumpelstiltskin anti-Semitic. There are some things, but it's more like just Read people's, no, but it's just like this WordPress thing. Anti-Semitic. It doesn't seem like there's much. Uh, much. It's not a valid. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, some people might see it that way, but I didn't. I don't inherit. I don't think it's inherently anti-Semitic. I mean, yeah, this, you could just cut that part out. We can leave it. Yeah. All right. Well. You could leave this part where I tell you to cut it out. Wait, too. but what made it anti-Semitic to you? Um, no, not from this episode, but I just uh, always remember that character being written as kind of this, uh, like, uh, decrepit, like, old, like, uh, crotchety Jewish man. Whoa. <laughs> you're putting your own, you're putting your own spin onto it. Yeah. That's what you see. Now, that means you're anti-Semitic. Wow, Craig. Um, but what is patients are flying on the show, but what's the lesson? I don't know what the lesson is because yeah, the lesson is obviously oh, the lesson really? is you shouldn't lie that he can do something, but she lies. He, the father lies. She makes the gold. She actually does it. And then she ends up still being married to the King, having tons of gold, having a baby and being okay. Wait, can we back up? Yeah. Why does the King ask her to do this in the first place? Because the, the father says my daughter can do this. He's like scared of the king and makes up a lie. She basically he's prostitutes like, out his daughter. Right, he's like this bitch can do crazy shit. That's the original Grimm's version says this yeah. bitch can do that. <laughs> but I don't think in this version he said that. Um were you attracted to K- uh, Rick uh Rick what's his name? Rick Mayall. Mayall. I don't know how Still? it's pronounced. Um I could see how I was. I don't know if I was so much anymore. He seems so coked up to me. I mean, you kind of have to be to pull this shit off, right? Well, he's he definitely just, like real. It, it was weird because like the whole show feels very intimate. It's just you know him staring to the camera, right? He's talking, talking directly, directly to your... to you, um, and just like feverishly. Yeah, he definitely looks sort of gaunt, yeah, pale. His hair is all messed up, and he's just yelling in different characters, yeah. um. Yeah, he might be cooked up, but he also might just be the manic, crazy... Yeah, very manic. It dude. Really manic, but quiet. It's a really weird... The energy of the show is really strange. And it opened with him kind of like uh, crawling through um, the straw. Yeah. Like a, it looked like hamster shavings. Uh-huh. Just like him crawling through hamster shavings. Which is a pretty great image. Yeah, in a, in a robe, in a red velvet robe. 
It's weird because this is a kids show. You were saying, is this for kids while we watch it? But it's because it's creepy. It is so creepy. Would you want our kids when we have them to watch this type of programming? That's a good question. I don't know. I feel like um, it's funny. I actually just recently uh, made a list of inappropriate things that my parents love or inappropriate miniseries that my parents. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Name some of those. Oh, man. I don't know if I'm able to remember. Um, well, one of them was not a miniseries. It was, uh, oh, no, the, it was the Woody Allen, Mia Farrow oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it was more of like a Lifetime story, movie story. But it was it was on like a primetime network. Yeah, that was back in the early to mid-90s. There were a lot of made-for-TV movies that were about like true-life things happening. Like there's the Joey Buttafuoco story. There was the um, like Tanya Harding thing, the Woody Allen, Mia Farrow thing. They took all the, – I'm sure they still do it, but it seemed like that was the heyday of it. Yeah. And, oh, um, one of them was uh, – there was like a made-for-TV movie about, about uh, the Titanic before the movie Titanic. Oh, I don't it was remember with that. Um, Tim Curry, and he played this really like rapey character. Whoa, I don't and I remember. Rapey that. because I think he raped someone in it. <laughs> so literally, <laughs> I don't remember that. But I remember like my mom being like, "I love Tim Curry," and then he like rapes someone. Oh my and god! I'm really confused. And you also watched the Lorenzo's Oil was another oh, one. Oh god, yeah, yeah, that one's bad. I mean, that wasn't a miniseries. That was just like a shitty, awful, scary movie. Um. That I blame for uh, my hypochondria. Now remind me because I don't think I've ever seen that full movie. But what the what what's that? Gosh, I I couldn't tell you the full plot. All I remember is there's a child Lorenzo. I believe who, his name's who, Lorenzo. Who sells oil? <laughs> he sells oil. And he wears a little cap and stands on the sidewalk. Right. And yeah, it's kind of like Newsies, but with oil. <laughs> right. Um, he. No, so he has some like strange disease. They can't like figure it out. Couldn't tell you what year it takes place. Um, and his parents just kind of like take action, and I don't know. They like discover this oil, and I remember there's just like a lot of like rubbing oil on babies. I don't know what. <laughs> That's very strange. <laughs> I bet none of this is accurate. I have a terrible memory. If you can't you tell by now, I have a terrible memory. Meryl, you don't have a terrible memory. I do. I do. Um, so those things all you're saying scarred you in some way. Um, yeah, but I think that I mean I, I'm pretty happy with who I am. Yeah, you're great. And I think that um, oh, also another weird one that I remember watching as a kid was um, the BBC. I think it was a BBC production, uh, but it was the original Doug, um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Right. I think the, the BBC did it, but it was yeah. really weird. I think it was produced in the 70s. Um, like late seventies, early eighties, mm-hmm. but I was like obsessed with that. I think my dad, um, your dad's a big sci-fi head, yeah. So he introduced me to that. I don't know. I think that like uh, I think it's good to watch some of the weird stuff. You yeah, don't quite get, um, you know, like I, don't know, I think it's good to watch that. Yeah, I like that stuff too. Character a little bit. I remember when we were real. My brother and I were really young. We had HBO, and then we woke up really early to watch. I think we watched Beetlejuice. Oh, you told me about that. And I think we might have must have gotten scared or something, but it was just too much. And our our parents were they took away HBO because I think either we freaked out or they were freaking out that we were watching that. But I'm sure there's other stuff too that we must have watched because Beetleju- Beetlejuice is scary if you're like four. That's really sc- there's some scary Wait, were stuff. Were you four when that was when that came out? 
I don't know. Wait, no, no. It must not have been. No. When, when, no, Beetlejuice was like 91, 92, something like that. Or was yeah, it 80? You're still young. You're still young. I mean, the part with the, um, the sandworm. The sandworm is really scary. Yeah, yeah. So I was probably like six or seven. Yeah. But still, that's pretty, that's pretty, tra- could be pretty traumatic. I can see that. But, I mean, looking back, it's, it's okay to be scared a little bit. Yeah, and you cried a lot as a kid. So. Oh, why are you telling everybody this? <laughs> I did cry a lot. You can't ask your wife to do an episode with you and then not have me say things like that. Um, that's true. Yeah. I'm debating what embarrassing thing I should tell about you. Already you already did. You told people that I said, I'm a prisoner in my own home. Yeah, that was pretty great. <laughs> I deserve that. I, I, I did cry a lot. Um, but, you know, hey, I made it out of that. Yeah. I don't cry I mean, that much. I cry like um, only in the morning when you wake up. Yeah, just when I when I realized one more day with this. Oh, no. I, that was too easy. You set that you up. That you set yeah. that up. No, it's more like you wake up and you're like, I don't want to get up. Well, I wake up better than you wake up. <laughs> you're the worst at waking up. Um, so the Grimm's Tales. Now, did you were you into storytelling? I mean, were, was this the type of thing that you were into when you were a kid? Kind of. I remember my mom. I mean, my mom is a teacher. She's a second grade teacher. She would always like... I just remember she like brought home this um, VHS, not VHS, sorry, uh, cassette tape. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> it's either a VHS or a cassette tape. It's not that crazy. I know, okay. It was uh, a cassette tape of um, just like this woman reading Grimm's fairy tales, and I was really into it. Um, any stories pop? Were you still were you scared by that Rumpelstiltskin too? Yeah, I think I was. I probably heard so many versions of that. That's, you should have avoided that. Yeah. Did you have a favorite fairy tale? Uh, I think I liked Hansel and Gretel. That one's pretty badass. That one's scary, too. Yeah. Now, they end up murdering a witch. Yeah, it's like kids murdering a woman, an old woman in the in the woods. Like and that. that actually makes sense that you like that because when you were a child, you murdered an old woman. Yeah. I think it's safe to say that now. Right? I think there's a statute of limitations on murdering old women. Right. Like nothing that's said on this podcast can be. This is totally because of uh, uh, the parody clause. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I guess I could talk about it now. Yeah. You murdered some old woman in her oven. Yeah. I mean, she deserved it. She, you know, she, uh, she's a straight up bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> Now, um, th- with this one, I'd say the creepiest thing of this to me was the puppet. I think it was actually the daughter, not the not the, even Rumpelstiltskin. I think it yeah, was no, the, the daughter was awful. The she daughter had, was like kind of um, like a triangular face, I guess. Yeah, she had a big triangular nose, yeah. and and remember there was a reference to her getting slapped in the face by Rumpelstiltskin. Oh yeah, so Rick Mayall just kind of like, yeah, he like mimed. Slapping her slapping in the face. Her. I don't yeah. remember who's I mean, like. You and I looked at each other, and her mouths kind of dropped open. Our mouths were agape at the slapping of a woman, a young girl who gets married to a king on on a, a children's TV show. Yeah, I wrote hitting violence. Uh, hitting violence. Hitting violence. I wrote. I wrote slapped her. <laughs> Um, there some fart noises. There were some fart when noises. When he was spinning the wheel. When he was um, spinning the. Uh, I keep wanting to say yarn, but it wasn't yarn. The straw. The straw. When he was spinning the straw into gold, it, it sounded like farts. Yeah. You know what? I feel like I feel like this type of guy, I feel like Rick Mayall sort of re- reminds me of 
Jim Carrey a little bit in the early 90s. Totally. And there's something that is inherently fun about that type of person for young kids. Yeah, he just has a lot of energy. A lot of energy. It's sort of, of elastic him- face. Totally. Totally. He, he, like, gives all of himself to whatever he's doing. He's like, goes 110%. Were you into Jim Carrey? He gives Carrey? 110%. He gives it. He gives um, 110% yeah, every time. Yeah, he does. Not as much as you. I feel like um, he really uh, impacted you. Yeah, I mean. Me. But I, I obviously loved Ace Ventura. Loved The Mask. I mean, The Mask was a huge hit. The Mask is a really weird movie when you think about it because it's... I don't understand. I mean, I haven't watched it since then, but it's like this weird, um, like zoot suit. What's that era called? Like swing dancing thing. Like there's, ska. yeah, there's Is sort it of like that, the beginning of. I ska. feel like that sort of influenced all that weird, like zoot suit and swing dancing. Yeah, throwback about all beer and the throwback about. That's what the lyric uh, is. You're right, you're right. Zoot suit riot. Um, is it throwback about all beer? Zoot suit riot riot. Throw a bag of bottle of it. Yeah, that's definitely it. Okay. Um, Merle. That's it. But that movie can't... I don't know. I feel like if I watched that now, I'd be really weirded out by it. I don't think I've seen that since I originally saw it. Um, Should we pause and watch a clip from The Mask? Yep. Let's do it. Spoken! It's party time! P-A-R-T. Why? Because I... For you, son, a French poodle. Sorry, son, the dog was rabbit, had to put it down. Hold on to your luck, nuts. It's time for an overhaul. All right, we just watched Jim Carrey, The Mask, Hilarious Moments. I remembered a lot of those quotes. You did. It was fascinating. Like, But not just the ones that are the big ones. No, you really, his, uh, that part where you were like, oh, to your, come out. Oh, yeah. yeah. And hold on to your lug nuts. It's time for an overhaul. And when did you last see this? Probably when it came out in 1994. Wow. And they, the old line of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, P-A-R-T. Why? Because I gotta. Yeah, that's a classic. Man, I love Jim Carrey. And I, The Mask is just such a strange, but even just watching that clip so now, it's weird. such a it's weird... A cartoon character. Just a human cartoon yeah, character. I don't remember how the origin of the mask, though. I think it was an ancient mask. And he found it in the water for some reason. <laughs> but um, it's funny that we both have... Uh, we both really enjoyed people that were very cartoon characters. Like, isn't yeah. that weird? Yeah, I think it's a little... Yeah, I mean, I'm I curious. mean, it's not that weird. I feel like Jim Carrey is one of the hugest stars in the world. I guess most boys of my age right. loved him. Or, uh, Here's a question. Are there people like that now? Do we feel like there are people like, is there like a new Jim Carrey or a new Rick Mayall or is that kind of hmm, that's a great energy question. died out? Yeah. I don't know if there's a comedian that's sort of just like, is like a big broad does sort of like a uh, character stuff and imitations. And I don't know if there's the equivalent of that. I don't that. know if people have the taste for it anymore. I don't know, but we're so old now. We don't know, know. what's cool anymore. Yeah, we're just going to um, drink some tea and curl up and die after this. That's pretty much what we do. I do, know. Though. We were drinking tea. Right we were drinking this. tea. But one cool thing happened to me today, which is that my jeans ripped. One cool thing. Well, well, well I spent the day with my wife. That was really cool. <laughs> but my jeans ripped, and it, it's a cool, that's like a cool hip thing. Yeah, it was like a rite of passage for you. I think it's my first pair of ripped jeans. You've probably yeah. had ripped jeans before, though. 
Um, yeah, I've had some interesting jeans. In Name school, two of your favorite sure. pairs of jeans. In middle school, I um, the big thing was to like at one point to like wear like bell bottoms, and then right. it was Jinkos. But I, um, you know, I uh, well, you don't know. I'm about to tell you. I probably yeah, know. you probably do know. Um, I made my own bell bottoms. I, th- I thought like, oh, I could do it. You know, instead of asking my mom to take me to the mall or whatever. Um, so I took uh, an old pair of corduroy pants and I cut a triangle of fabric and then I cut the seam of my jeans and I sewed the corduroy triangle into the denim, into the jeans and I made huge bell bottoms. Now was it cool? Now were other people making their own bell bottoms or this was just totally your own? I think it was, I probably like read it in like a shitty girl magazine Mm -hmm. and then I was like, I'm going to be the first person in school to do this. And then, you know, I, I like, it was like the big like event for me when I wore them. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I remember patchwork pants and stuff like that and bell bottoms, but it's weird that bell bottoms were, I worked with somebody recently that wore sort of like, are boot cut pants weird if you just wear them with like sneakers? I worked with a guy who sort of wore like bell bottomy pants, and it was I thought a, a, a little bit strange. I think it all depends on the styling, you know. I think some people could pull it off. But if it was somebody who was sort of like me, could they pull it off? I think you can pull off. Anything. No way. There's no way. I would look like such a dumbass. You're cute. I... You look cute and everything. Oh, stop! That you can't say that on this thing. That's really embarrassing. You can't say. It. Now you're going to say there's another pair of jeans. I'm not going to cut it out. It'll take me forever to cut out every little thing. Um, another pair of jeans. Oh, I really dug myself a hole in this. I do remember I had um, Jinkos. Did you mm-hmm. have Jinkos? I didn't. I tried them on once. I wore another kid's once. Yeah, I went to like some shitty uh, store in the Smith Haven Mall. Shout out to Smithtown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they were kind of like uh, like shiny, shiny navy jeans mm-hmm. that were um, just like two barrels. Like, you know what I mean? Two barrels. It was like two, like my tiny little Oh, they were just like... Lady uh, legs were just like in like two wide, wide barrels. It was like shotgun pants. Yeah. Is That's that what, what they're called? No, I made that up. Yeah, well, I call them barrels. Well, I, I, I wasn't cool enough to wear Jankos, but I had ones called Rockets that were like probably similar to that. They were like a little, and no one was also in Carpenter pants. Is that a, is that what they're called? Yeah, they had like the the, the loops on strap for a hammer for a hammer, yeah, and that was really cool. But you never put a hammer in them. I think I probably did as like a joke at home, but as not a joke. Like as should put I'm it on. Ask your mom about this next week. I'm I might not have done that, but I feel like I've I probably did. Yeah. I feel like those would come in handy if you were like, um, like an actual crew. carpenter. Um, now, <laughs> <laughs> if you're a stage crew, sure. Um, um, uh, but going back to Rick Mayo for a minute. Now, did you ever have an imaginary friend like, uh, like, yeah. uh, uh, no, uh, wait, what's the movie called? Fred, f- drop dead Fred. Fred. I was going to say right said Fred, but that's, I'm too sexy for my shirt. Um, who's saying that's that? The, really? Wait, what is it called? I'm. Too sexy for my shirt. Right, right said, said Fred. Right said Fred. Right was that said a, Fred. But that was before Drop Dead Fred, yeah. Yeah. Weird. Um. Wait, are they the same guys who sing? Oh, don't you're unbelievable. Oh, bum 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 bum. No, that was that's EMF. And I'm thinking I was about to say Ugly Kid Joe, which was uh, the little pig, little pig, let me in. I think I was was saying, did you have a 
uh, imaginary friend, like because um, you were so you love right. uh, Drop Dead Fred I so much. I didn't, but I remember, and I don't know if this is just like one incident. I just remember I like saw these little creatures on my windowsill, and they were kind of like popples. But they would say mean things about me. And then one day I yelled at them and I never saw them again. Whoa. Yeah. But it might... I don't remember if this was a recurring thing or Uh, just like a... a Fever dream. Fever dream. Because I remember as a kid I also... Oh, wait. Two stories. One of of which, you know. The other one, which I'll get to. um, But I remember I definitely had a fever and I think I had just seen The Wizard of Oz, and I, like, saw his face on my wall. Who's his? Oh, The Wizard, the Wizard of Oz. Like, that green That's light. scary. That was really creepy. And then <laughs> the other one, I... <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at myself. Um, I ran into my parents' room. <laughs> Hold on. You ran into your I... parents' room. <laughs> and, uh... I ran into my parents' room and said, um, my hands are hard, the room is big. And I just, like, yelled it. Which is such a weird... my hands are hard, the room is big. And I was, like, running. (laughs) (laughs) Which is (laughs) crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't know. They they must have been very scared. And I remember asking my parents about it recently, and I don't think they remember. They don't remember that. Wait, didn't you yell something at a friendlies once, too? Oh, that was when I was really little and I had a vagina infection because I didn't wipe my butt properly. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't remember. I didn't remember that specific part. But what I did mean, you? Probably. I don't know if that's Wait, true. what did you I yell? I was like two years old and I said, my vagina itches. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. My poor mom was probably mortified. That would be. Can I mean, imagine like a little baby just screaming. My vagina itch. I mean, I would friendly. I would cry. I would die. That'd be amazing. That's be yeah. so funny. Yeah, I would like that. I mean, I would. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Not in a weird way. I you heard be, it here. Oh Craig no! Would like no! <laughs> no! You can't say it like that. Yeah. Um. So you did see popples. You did see something creepy outside yeah, of your window. Only, no, they were like on my window. And you actually yelled at them. I don't know if it was like in my head. I just remember that feeling like I like told them to stop and then I never saw them again. Whoa. Yeah. It was like me overcoming my fears. You overcame your fears. I don't think I ever had an imaginary friend, but I remembered, I remembered a lot of, I remember an episode of growing pains that had an imaginary friend. And that was like, I, I feel like it, I thought it was like a cool thing to have. Did you like try it? Did you like try to make it happen? I don't think I ever did. Yeah. I don't think I ever had. Yeah, no. Yeah. But it's- I wonder, like, if it's. I remember in Drop Dead Fred, um, they make it seem like a really bad thing to have an imaginary friend. And they give all the kids, like, this, like, tic tac medicine. Really? Yeah, like, these, like, pills that look like tic tacs. That's creepy. And um, do you remember that scene in that movie? I don't know if you remember it no. at all. But, like,. She's waiting in, like, the child psychologist waiting room, and you see all the kids with their imaginary friends, and they're, like, really sweet and funny, and they're all different, and they all, like, play together. Um, yeah, and it's just kind of sad, because, like, all the adults are trying to kill them. But isn't the end message of the movie that you're supposed to stay like, a kid at Yeah, heart? exactly, exactly. So it, it ends good. But, but... I, I just wonder if, in reality, if it's a bad thing if you have an imaginary friend. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, I don't know. if, it, I can't imagine. It's kids using their imagination. I mean, I feel like if if, if they don't interact with other right. kids at all, yeah, then that's, that's probably negative. But that's a pretty cool thing to have an imaginary friend. Yeah. 
I think so. But I remember in I, Growing Pains, they must have ripped it off from Drop Dead Fred. Because think- I think Mike had like a big mouse uh, friend or something like that. Wait, say that again. Mike Receiver had a big mouse friend, but he only you he could see. But, but because I think it came when he was older. I'm going to look up the date yeah. of that episode. While you look it up, I'm going to pose a question. Yes. Do you think that some kids' imaginary friends are really ghosts of the their twin that died in their mouse? <laughs> Why am I laughing at myself? Okay, do I think... Do you think that they're... they're? I'll just say, do you think that some imaginary friends are really ghosts? I think that's probable. That's definitely true. Yeah. No, that's crazy. I don't think it's crazy. It's not crazy, but it's weird. They're like playful ghosts. Um, I don't think that's... I don't, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in no ghosts. I am afraid of no ghosts. I just changed the lyrics completely. Um, let's see. Chrissy's imaginary friend. Oh, it's the young one. Chrissy's imaginary friend is a six foot tall mouse. <laughs> um, I don't know which episode that is, but Chrissy, that's must be the later years. Mm, I bet it's a ripoff. That's my guess. I think it's a ripoff. I'm going to state it right here. I think they stole it. What do you think? I think you should stick to what you think and what you believe in. I really do believe in that. If you had to come up with a drinking game for Grim Tales starring Rick Mm. Mile, what would it be? Um, Anytime he's acting like he's clearly on coke. Um, Yes. Hmm. I'd say any time there's a reference to domestic violence of any sort. Yep. Uh, anytime you see the chair move. The oh, chair yeah, yeah, the little. chair. That was cool. The, yeah. the, it was just a subtle thing that while he was sitting on the chair, a little like hand or paw type thing moved on it. Yeah, and I made fun of you for pointing out that you're excited to see the chair before we saw it. But it was, I, a, cool I, it was a cool chair. It was a cool chair. I wouldn't mind having a chair like that. It was like... um kind of was a little Muppety. I felt like it had like mm-hmm. um, some Muppet charm to it, some Henson charm. Totally. Totally. Um, so drink to the chair, the chair moving. Yeah. I'd say also drink for every character that he plays. That's a good one. That's because good he plays one. a lot of he characters. Plays, he switches a lot. And now what would you drink? Ooh. What would I drink? Some sort of punch mm. with lots of stuff in it. With straw. And gold, gold schlager oh, because gold schlager punch, but like it would need to be kind of like fruity, like taste tastes like a fruit roll up. Mm-hmm. Like maybe a little. So okay, so um, gold schlager, which I've never had. I don't know what that tastes like. I think it's sweet and gross. Yeah, some sort of like gin. Mm-hmm. You don't um, want to mix gold schlager and gin. I don't know that. Might but doesn't be. punch require gin? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I had a punch last night that had gin in it. You did. It so was called. It was called. If all the gin joints in all the world. It was re- really good. It was, oh my god, my wife, my wife. Oh no. Oh my wife. Oh my wife. Um, Hi. And you have to call that drink the Rumpelstiltskin. Ooh, the rum. Oh, Craig. Rum in it would be good too. Cranking out the puns. Yeah, that's that's a good call. Craig, cranking rum out the punch. puns. What am I talking rum about? Punch. Require gin. Rum yeah, punch. Rum punch. Um, now, you also stated at the beginning of the podcast that. In a skin textured cup. Ew. <laughs> that's gross, but I could get you one. Great. Um, you were also stating at the beginning of the podcast that you would all bring it all back to 
the aquarium today. I did say the that. show. Thank you. Yeah, so we just watched Grimm's Tales, Grim Tales, mm-hmm. but earlier today we went to <clears throat> earlier today we went to the, the um Atlanta, Georgia Aquarium, the Georgia Aquarium. It wasn't the Atlanta Aquarium, it was the Georgia. I think it's the Georgia Aquarium in, in Atlanta. Atlanta. In Atlanta, Georgia. Um and we went to well, it came with a free right a ticket, a to, ticket to the Dolphin Tales show. The Dolphin Tales show. And we assumed it was going to be kind of reminiscent of SeaWorld but you know obviously a little more humane and more educational and more educational um and so we said hey why not why not go to the show and we sat down the lights got you know there were like 800 people like 800 people when we first walked in which we were very shocked about and it was a musical. It was, in, it was insane. It, it was, was this insane. guy called like the Star Finder, and he wore this coat with lights on it, and he was singing songs about like the magic of the sea. The magic of the sea. There's this insane story that wasn't based on any reality or anything. We, there was no lesson learned. No. There's a fight between a sea creature, but the dolphin stuff was cool. But I did feel, I have to say, the whole time I felt torn because of after watching Blackfish. How yeah, I still haven't seen that. It's really. I was dark. curious what you thought. It's yeah. really d- disturbing. Well, what um, those what are, are with the did they um? Those, well, yeah, at SeaWorld they would like do similar shows with them, right? Yeah, they similar shows, but those tricks. are with with killer whales, and the way that they treat these killer whales is just <clears throat> they keep them these, these tiny pens, right? Um, some of them. They're they're one of this these whales in the seventies. Basically, the way they caught them was so disturbing. The way they caught them was terrible. Mm-hmm. And then, like, one of these whales, like, murdered somebody in the 70s or, like, had this. And they're like, it has a killing gene that they, Murder. like, they, they said that if a whale does something like that, it's sort of out of commission and they shouldn't use. But they used it as, like, this semen. They would use, like, that as the dominant male that they'd make the baby whales from this killer whale that actually killed a human so they're saying that it has with all these babies had within it this like killing gene i don't know it just seemed like they just dealt with things in the totally wrong way and and then also just all this inhumane stuff yeah i mean i'm curious how they uh <clears throat> how they train the dolphins and how they treat them yeah I, the just... scenes. I would like to think that because it's an aquarium and it's not just this like paid you know theme park but it more or less is I mean, a theme. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just, it was just weird. I just felt a little bit, I enjoyed all the crazy tricks, but at the same time I was yeah. like, at what cost? At what cost? It wasn't too trick heavy. They just basically jumped a few times. No, they, they, the people rode them. Yeah. They it wasn't, did backflips um, and. It didn't seem strenuous. It didn't seem like strenuous activity. That's why I think they filled it with such a ridiculous. Oh my God. The singing was just such insane. Such a ridiculous story and ridiculous music. Oh, just so disturbing. And yeah. I, I don't think you were if singing I, during it. I was singing you during it. You were singing it. along. Yeah, but. That's to keep me satisfied during it, as yeah. I have to sing. Yeah. I've got a crow, cuckoo, cachoo, <laughs> rumpies and trumpies and people with dumpies. I've got a crow. Is that a thing? Um, that was a mix between actually, the Peter Pan I, song. I did that in community theater. Did you? I did. It was a little like Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. You played what? It was like... Um, uh, like show tunes, uh, like a review. Yeah, like a review. And you were Peter Pan. Yeah. Wow. And you you played a lot of boys in in theater. Yep. 
You played a male mafioso in Guys and Dolls. I just let it all out. <laughs> and uh, and then we watched a VHS of you doing Guys and Dolls, and you you were saying sit down and rock in the boat. And then at the yeah. very end, when you're supposed to sit down, you're your character, and you fell on your butt. It was yeah, really it wasn't planned. It looked like it was uh, choreography, though. I think, but it was. That I could see on America's Funniest Home videos, and if not yeah. that, America's yeah. Funniest Home I could have won a lot of money. You could have... I used to call America's Home funny, Funniest Home videos... Wait, I said I just did it. America's Home Funniest videos. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I've been asking recently people, guests on the show, to if they have a suggestion of something you've been watching or that uh, any piece of uh, media or anything that you'd recommend to the listeners... Yeah. Um, well, you kind of got turned me on to this. I've been watching a lot of The Americans yeah. recently. Really I'm a, like we're, I've kind of been plowing through it, actually. We're sort of uh, deep into season one. I'm, I think on episode t- we're on episode 10 around, something like that. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that show. Yeah, it's good. It's like sexy and smart. And uh, a lot wild. of spy stuff. Um, yeah, a lot of spy stuff. I'm into it. Um, 80s. It's also early 80s, which you don't see as a period piece yeah. that often. And they do it well. Uh, and Carrie Russell wears some sweet um, high-waisted pants. Which you're into. Which I'm into. Um, and, yeah, it, it's good. I like it a lot. Um, well, thank you, Meryl, my wife. Thank you, for Craig, being, my husband. For being on the podcast. And people can check out your website. Sure, yeah, at MerylRowan.com, M-E-R-Y-L. R O W I N and you've you've taken my name. You're a Rowan now. You weren't a Rowan a year ago. No, I was a Steeble a year ago. So I don't know how to say this, but I'm passing the torch and you're the new host of the show for now. <gasps> Craig, I I don't know. I I feel honored. Thank you. Thank you. I'll do my best. So you have to sign off now for us because this is now your show. Sure. Um uh, hasta mañana, people. I'd like to thank Meryl Rowan for stopping by our, uh, she's still here, um, our own hotel room, and for also, um, being a, a prisoner in our own home when I have to record this sometimes and, uh, not, not hating me for, for doing this podcast all the time. Oh, you can't say that. That's embarrassing. I love you. Oh, boy. Um, I love you, too, wife. And uh, if you're a fan of the podcast, follow on Twitter. It's that episode or at Craig Rowan. And follow at Meryl Rowan. And you can see her illustrations on her Instagram, Meryl Rowan. You've been putting some of that stuff up. It's pretty cool. Um, So thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Have a great night and an early manana. Adios, amigos. (laughs) 